Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, September 10th, we look at Lesson 11, Waiting in the Crucible. Together, let's see how the Holy Spirit gives us strength to have patience in the midst of the crucible. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, here we are, Lesson 11, Waiting in the Crucible, a very easy memory text this week, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Uh, It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is, ellipses, long-suffering right so the fruit of the spirit is long-suffering and i have to highlight sabbath afternoon's uh uh, blurb which is a scientific experiment on four-year-old children and scientists came in and gave each child a mush uh i said a mushroom a marshmallow (laughs) Marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) and they said hey just wait to eat it and and you know just wait and we'll tell you when and they leave the room and then some of the kids scarfed it down immediately and the other kids waited and they came back and took note, and then they followed them for, I think it says for a couple of decades, right? And it says mm-hmm. that they found out the kids who waited actually turned out to be more confident, better adjusted, better students. And mm. it seemed that patience was indicative of something greater, human character. And so this is what this lesson is about, the cultivation of not only patience, but what patience builds. So... Michael, do you have anything to add to, to, add to that? No, I, I think that's just a beautiful segue into Sunday's lesson because Sunday, you know, with the patience, what is patience? Yes. And I don't like to have to be patient, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I, don't I think, think any of us really love it. Oh, it's just driving me nuts. I had to uh, go for uh, heading out for uh, last of the camp meetings for this summer and had to go pick up a car rental. And there's this long line and I'm thinking, Buster, you and I are going to record and I'm having to try to tell myself to be patient. Please be patient. <laughs> and whether whatever you're in the grocery store or wherever you might be and you're driving to... on a one lane highway this morning behind someone who is going 10 miles under. <laughs> oh, have mercy. Yeah. So. Um, and so here's this lesson and it's talking uh, Sunday's lessons talking about the God of patience. And I, I don't go. like that, but uh, let's let's uh, see what Pastor Paul has to say. Uh, Romans 15 verses four and five. And actually, it's short enough. I'm going to read this from the NIV Do it. for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance mm. taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And I just want to pause for just a moment because both endurance and encouragement go together. Mm, there we go. Yeah. So they really do, uh, you know, enduring, being patient. I think that's what endurance is. <laughs> uh, and, and we all have, have been there. I think uh, that, uh, and we need encouragement. And when we see that others have had to go through the same thing, Buster, uh, I think that that's where hope comes, that if they can make it, um, then I can make it. And uh, verse five, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And I, I think that's where endurance comes about because we all go through different things. But what is your attitude? What is your state of mind? 
I have two teenagers now, Buster, as you know, and yes. um, this is one of the things that we're having to talk a lot about. Yes. Uh, without getting any specifics, I want to embarrass my family, but uh, I think, uh, especially when you're in those teenage years, you start thinking, you know, patience, but you know, not quite able to get that driver's license yet, you know. There you um, go. <laughs> but it's it's on the cusp. You can see it in the not too distant future, and the ability to have more freedom. Uh, but so much depends on just how we approach life, how we approach other people, and uh, so you're. Um, what is it? The attitude affects your altitude. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I've seen it on my dentist's office very often with a cat usually hanging onto a build, building, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, attitude, attitude, attitude in the church, how we approach other people. Do we approach just dogmatically? These are, you know, I have to have it my way, or can we approach things maybe a little bit more gently and saying, help me to understand where you're coming from so that as we talk back and forth, that rather than being in opposition to each other, we're getting frustrated. You know, I just wish the church would change yes. um, and become the way that go. I want it to be, rather than maybe realizing that maybe God's calling us to be the ones to change and, and to impact our attitude. And then we have this other verse on Sunday's lesson that I think is equally uh, significant here. There's actually a couple of different ones, but I'm just going to read the one from Psalm 27, 14, uh, again, from the NIV. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Right. So we're just in the same kind of thing of, of waiting, being patient, um, quietly enduring uh, when necessary. So enduring um, God is a God of, of, of patience. He's a God who's willing to wait for us. And if, if God's willing to wait and be patient with us, shouldn't we be charitable enough to do the same with those within our sphere of influence? Amen. Amen. So I, you know, it's, it's a beautiful uh, model. God doesn't ask us to do what he's not willing to do himself, uh, which means that sometimes we have to be willing to wait for uh, things in God's time. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you, Segway that way, Michael, because uh, Pastor Paul keeps on going in Romans chapter 5, 6, uh -huh. and Galatians 4, verse 4. And it uses this spe specific phrase, in due mm -hmm. time, in God's due time. It reminds yeah. me of the song, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time, right? Um, in his time. Yes. And <laughs> the problem is, uh, I love being in control. You probably love being in control at times, Who right, Michael? Right? right? Yeah. But part of this submission and patience and waiting on God is learning that it's not about what I want when I want it. Uh, God doesn't raise spoiled brats. <laughs> uh, mm, it's person. about, it's about submission and saying, God, you are in control. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen on my timeline, I'm great with that because your timeline is the best. And what you're trying, what, what I'm oftentimes after is, uh, accumulation of power and, and plowness and all these different things. And God is saying, I'm actually after your character. I'm, that's what I'm trying mm -hmm. to build. I'm trying to get you ready for heaven and not just for your time here on earth. And, and so in all this, with all that being said, I'll, I'll read Galatians five, six. Uh, all right. I, I mean, Romans five, six, it says from, we were still sit, sit well, for, from when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, right? Uh, in due time, Christ died. So there was a plan 
and God executed that plan. And I'm pretty sure all the Old Testament uh, writers and authors, those who walk with God, Moses, uh, David, they all said, all right, God, uh, that plan that you had, Adam, like, go ahead and execute that now because we want to see you. We want you to see you come, right? But God had it planned in his time and it, and it occurred in his time. Uh, and his timing is perfect. Uh, then it goes on to uh, the 70 week prophecy, Daniel chapter 9, 24 through 27, talking about the Messiah being cut off in this time that God's people were going to have to wait. Uh, matter of fact, I remember a time where, where Daniel understands uh, the time and that the prophetic time, right? <laughs> and he faints because he's, he's looking for, he, what was he looking for? He was looking for his, of the children of Israel to be vindicated for them to be set free, liberated. And it mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen in the time that he thought so. And it devastated him. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he still trusted the Lord and said, I still trust in you in your time. And that's mm. that's what that's what we're after. Uh, recognizing that, man, the prophecies, uh, how many times have we over and over, Michael, gone over this where someone is so intent that Jesus is going to, and I'm, I'm careful with this because maybe you're one of those people, that Jesus is going to come in my lifetime. Mm. Right. And saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure Jesus comes to my lifetime by my works and seeing what the things that I do, we're going to usher in the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And the thing is, there's a day and an hour that no man knows, right? And that God knows. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a gentleman who took that and he said, well, no one knows the day or the hour, but he doesn't say the year. And so there's a, a book that was written every single year. I think he passed away probably within the last five years. But why Jesus is coming in 1999? Why Jesus is coming in 2000? So oh, yeah, I remember that book. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, and and just because you wrote the book on it doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition. The thing mm-hmm. is, it shouldn't be about us saying when he's coming back, but we're saying no matter when he's coming back, we will be ready with patience. We will wait and we will endure and we will prepare and we'll prepare for the second coming, not try to rush it or bring it about, but being patient and living the life that God has called us to live while we're patiently waiting. So Michael, tell us a little bit about Tuesday's lesson, David, an object lesson in waiting. Yeah. So here's uh, another just classic example. And I love how you mentioned that, uh, Buster, because Bible prophecy, we we look at that and we can sense the nearness of these uh, fulfillments of, of different uh, prophecies throughout Scripture. Uh, but at the same time, we have to be like the virgins who are waiting right. and having those lamps that are filled, right? So an eager, fervent expectancy, because they're not the ones that get to determine finally when Jesus comes in. And now our lesson on Tuesday is dealing with David and he seems to be in a whole bunch of trouble. <laughs> There's yes. Saul who's jealous. He sees this younger, uh, he knows he's going to be his successor. He's been anointed by uh, Samuel and he seems to have uh, no matter what he seems to do to try to get rid of him. He's this just perpetual thorn in the flesh that just won't go away. And in fact, at, at various points, he determines, and First Samuel 26 has this story, right? Uh, he, he wants to kill him, and he, he keeps having to go and hide, and that's a great, you know, there's all this drama that goes right. on through the book of Samuel. And finally, uh, he has the opportunity, uh, while Saul is sleeping in the camp, to basically take him out, to destroy his enemy, right? And, and so here... Uh, is is David 
uh, his men, they, they go into the camp. And of course, um, he, he doesn't do that. And they, they expect him, his friends expect him. Uh, and he says, verse nine, don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be mm. guiltless? And so, and it says after that, as surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him or his time will come and he will die or he will go into battle and perish. And so, in other words, um, it's not your job to get even. It's not your job to to destroy this person who's trying to destroy you. You have to trust in God in his time. He will take care of things. So often I think that, you know, the normal method that that as human beings is someone does something against you and and hurts you and and then uh it is then you look for that chance right to to get even you know oh they did this to me so i have a grudge and so now uh keep in mind david didn't just go to saul hey go ahead and kill me uh, he did flee you know so, so there's a certain <laughs> expectation that uh don't let people just walk over and destroy you either right there you go but so he is he is hiding, but but when there is that chance for revenge, right? This is what the real issue is: revenge. Uh, and 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 David says, no, that's that's not my job. That's that's you know they'll do themselves, and God will, you know. And and I, it reminds me of the text in the New Testament, the reference to you know, wondering about um, the early Christian church. If, it, if it's of God, it will prosper. And if it's not, it, it won't. Right. Uh, and so here we have this thing that if, if someone is not following God's will, eventually they will destroy themselves or God will allow them to be destroyed in some way. And so, uh, yeah. So uh, David is respectful, continues again and again until finally Saul basically kills himself. Right. Yes. So um, that's, the story of David, it's not a pretty story No, uh, in the Bible is, you know, he goes through some really, really tough knocks, some hard times. Uh, but we're reminded through David's example of the beauty of persevering through patience. And, and that's that's what we're we need to remember when we're going through that crucible, having to, to be patient. It's not always uh, it's not fun, but yet um, uh, we need to remember to both be patient, but also in the midst of patience, not to seek revenge. And that's the lesson of David. Uh, but that's not the only biblical lesson that, or biblical example that we're given in this week's lesson. We also are reminded about the story of Elijah. Buster, talk to us about Elijah. Yeah, so this is First Kings chapter 19, verse 9, especially. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, God asked this question, what are you doing here, Elijah? And so to familiarize those who don't remember the story, go back to first Kings chapter 19 verse first uh, Kings chapter 18. And you see that Elijah's confronted with Ahab's uh, prophets uh, for Baal and fire comes down. God blesses him. And uh, mm. Elijah says, there's going to be a drought and there's a drought. And then all of a sudden Jezebel sends out this decree that he's supposed to die and he gets afraid. He runs off and takes off and it, uh, his lack of patience is indicative of what are you doing here? You know, I was with you while you defeated those guys. You don't think I'll be with you against Jezebel. Uh, and so we see him rushing off in fear of his life. Uh, now, are there times where you should rush off in fear of your life? Yes. There's times where he tells them you're going to run up to the heels and hopefully it's not on Sabbath and hopefully you don't have young children. He tells us this right in, in Matthew, especially 24 there, but here, He's saying, I, I don't expect you to run. You're the one that rushed. But Elijah's not alone here. There at the bottom of, of Wednesday's lesson, we see uh, 
uh, Genesis 16, verse 23, or 16, verse 1 through 3, Abraham uh, saying that uh, Sarah's his wife, Moses striking the rock rather than speaking to it, Samson taking uh, uh, the wrong wife. We see uh, the mother of James and John saying, can my son sit on your right side and your left side? Uh, James and John saying in verse uh, Luke 19, 52 to 56, uh, you want us to bring fire down on these false, false people, right? And Jesus mm-hmm. tell them, be patient. And then finally, last but not least, Saul there, who is uh, basically persecuting the Christians uh, uh, and bringing down judgment upon them in his own power and his own right, rather than being patient and waiting for God. So all mm-hmm. these things, we can see the problem of rushing. And how do we stop ourselves from rushing? Well, it's simple. Instead of being uh, making rash or rash decisions, just stopping, praying and mm-hmm. asking God what steps should I take next and being patient and waiting for the answer uh, mm. rather than rushing off to do something. So that's a, a, a simple uh, answer to say and a lesson to, to say and speak, but a hard one to actually follow. So Michael, uh, another part of this is actually learning to take delight in the Lord. Share with us there. Okay. Well, that's a reference right away to Psalm 37 verse four. And it says he will give you to the, uh, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Now, it doesn't say he's going to give you everything you ever want. Um, this is not a genie in the bottle. No. <laughs> but it is something, I think, even better in a way. Uh, and that is, is that in relationship with God, um, God's trying to teach us to delight in something that is better delighting in the Lord and relationship with a God who loves and cares for each and every one of us. And our passage here is Psalm 37. Uh, again, this is one of David's Psalms. So kind of continuing what we've talked about earlier on Tuesday's lesson, it says, uh, verse one, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong, mm. but trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Commit your way to him. This is verse five. Trust in him and he will do this. And so I think part of this, and that's what's absolutely essential, is we have to remember uh, God wants what's best for us, but he he wants us to live in right relationship with him. And so if we do that, we don't have to be afraid, even when bad things happen, when (laughs) evil people seem to prosper and do wrong and all of those kinds of things. What God cares about is what we're doing uh, and that we are in relationship with him. And then verses uh, seven here, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So again, these themes of uh, being still, I think we live in a world of, of, of franticness, you know, watching TV. I've noticed that I've, I've seen this happen. Won't, won't yes. say where, uh, but I've seen this happen where people are watching TV. They're on their cell phone and their laptop all at the same time. This constant stimulation oh, of things yes. all around o- over, us. Overstimulation, you can call over, it. Over, Yes. And, and I think this is an amazing concept uh, that scripture calls us to be still before the Lord. So yeah. that the idea of, of being quiet, being patient, of being still uh, and, and allowing yourself to be able to listen, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart, to my heart. And uh, when we do that, um, we can uh, that's that's a spiritual discipline in and of itself. And uh, and again, it seems that uh, don't fret when when people succeed in their ways, when people carry out their 
wicked scheme. So again, you don't worry about what's happening. They may look like they're successful, but in the end, you know, there's something, uh, <laughs> something's off here. It's not going to work out. And then refrain from anger, turn from wrath, do not fret. It leads only to evil. So again, these are the spiritual discipline of patience. Uh, we all need it. I know that uh, somewhere that that's a discipline that I, I think I think all of us, if we're really honest, struggle with this. I certainly struggle with this. Absolutely we do. I know I do. Yeah. And, and, um, but God's going to make a way he'll provide a way uh, through all of that. But uh, it's just a matter of trusting that God will bring us, take us through uh, to the end. And and, in the midst of that being patient, we take delight in the Lord to focus on our relationship with God, our heavenly father who loves and cares for us and will bring us through to the end, however long we have to be patient. By the way, one last thing, Buster, we talked about Bible prophecy. Then there's the description of God's end time people here. And and they're described as having the patience of the saints. Mm, So here are they that keep the commandments of God, have the the faith of Jesus. And so uh, that is, I think, absolutely uh, essential that we have to remember and uh, trust God to bring us through. Yeah. You know, what? Uh, I just shared with the class this morning, if we can start measuring things in times of years rather than moments and days, I think mm-hmm. we'd be better off. And that goes with our progress, our, our progression mm-hmm. in faith, uh, with our goals that we have in life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, th- I'm not telling you get rid of the urgency, but making sure that we walk with the Lord, but he's yeah. patient with us. So be patient with ourselves and with each other. Beautiful. Well, I think we've put a wrap on another week as, as we've been looking at the waiting in the crucible of the, yes, the patience indeed. that God wants for each and every one of us. So um, until next time, we invite you to keep listening each week. Tune in to the Sabbath School Rescue. This is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.